News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. The European Commission has today approved the temporary business energy support scheme announced on Budget Day to assist businesses with their energy costs during winter. And Minister for Finance Pascal Donoghue joins us now on this. Minister, how will this scheme work? The way the scheme will work is it will be open for registrations this weekend. And uh, at that point, then businesses will be able to submit claims for expenses in relation to the higher cost of energy from the 5th of December onwards. And by the end of the year, we will make a payment available to those businesses who have seen their monthly cost of energy go up significantly. We anticipate the cost of this scheme will be approximately 1.2 billion euro up to the end of February. And we're making the scheme available because we want to support businesses at a time the cost of energy has become such a challenge for them. Okay. And what kind of subsidies are we going to see? Because I mean, it was was reported during the week, for example, that a butcher's shop is closing every three days in this country currently because of the cost of energy and the running of fridges, etc. So if you were an average butcher shop, what what kind of money are you going to be getting from the government now? So it would be up to €10,000 per month for a single premises and for businesses who have uh, two, three, four or even multiple premises, it would be up to €30,000, a maximum of €30,000 per month. Okay. And do you expect that that will fully subsidise the energy hikes or, or, or will people have to suck up some of it themselves? It was never our anticipation, or indeed will it be possible, Kira, to absorb all of the higher energy costs that are now being felt within our economy. What we are looking to do is make a payment available on a monthly basis that we believe will be enough, that we believe can help, and that we believe can protect jobs at a time of such challenge. So we'll play, I believe, an important additional role in helping but we're not in a position, nor is any government in any economy, to insulate ourselves entirely from the rising cost of energy. But even with this help that we are providing, we anticipate two to 400,000 businesses will be on us, with the scheme absorbing many hundreds of millions of euro each month. OK, so so somewhere between 10 and 30,000 euros in subsidies per month. And I'm sure that that will be very welcome to people. Um, moving on slightly, during the week, the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council have uh, released their assessment of Budget 2023. And within that, the budget has been criticised to some extent for, for no long-term planning minister. They said that because of demographic changes like our ageing population, because of climate change, that we simply aren't forward planning and we're leaving ourselves vulnerable because of this. You, you've always been accused of being prudent. I'm not sure if that's the right word for accused, but, but is your legacy going to change, do you think, in terms of financial management of this country? Well, it's a little too early to think about what legacies are going to be. I mean, our focus has to be on how we can help our country, how we can help jobs get through the challenge of today as well. And in fairness to the report from the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council, they also noted that the budgetary strategy that we are bringing in for next year is appropriately balanced between helping enough with the challenges that you've just raised with me, but not adding to the risk of inflation. And they've noted the real value of running a budget surplus and also setting up a national reserve fund to cope with the risk of what could happen to corporate tax receipts in the future. Now, I do, of course, accept the challenge that in the time ahead, as our country becomes older and as we have to deal with the rising cost of uh, an ageing society, Mm -hmm. we will have further choices to make. And those choices, I suspect, will be in the area of how we manage carbon taxing in the future and will be also about how we manage levels of PRSI. What about how we manage pensions? 
which is indeed closely related to the point I just made there on PRSI. But for now, in running a budget surplus and setting up a National Reserve Fund, they're really important contributions that we can make in the here and now to lessen and kind of deal with those challenges which will develop in the years ahead. Okay. One of the other big stories this week, of course, has been um, protests around immigration in the country, including in your own constituency, and indeed that Catherine Day report that says that, I suppose, the goodwill towards immigrants from both Ukraine and elsewhere is vulnerable to, 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 I suppose, waning and racism rising. A lot of people say because of the handling of the government on the placing of refugees, asylum seekers and migrants in various places, placing maybe large groups in single areas and no consultation. What do you say to that? Uh, That we and I in Dublin Central have to make the case for the maintenance of that goodwill while also acknowledging that really legitimate challenges and difficulties are arising. We're now looking after and accommodating around 45,000 Ukrainians in our country an extraordinary number of people who were fleeing an unimaginable war, while at the same time, the number of people who were applying for international protection in our country is now at around 14,000, and in a normal year it would be at 4,000. So I acknowledge that the strains and challenges are real, uh, but we do as a country, and I have to play my part in that, look at how we can maintain this goodwill, while at the same time responding back to an extraordinary set of challenges that have developed around the world okay. that Ireland has to do with the Are you concerned about of. the rise of racism in this country? Uh, it would be, of course, something that I would be concerned about, but I think it's important to disentangle the different issues that are now raising, that are now being raised. Uh, there are issues that are being raised by a very large majority of citizens within our country who are being directly affected by how we have to support and accommodate larger numbers of people that I as a member of government have a duty to acknowledge and a duty to respond back to. But at the same time, uh, there are some claims that have been made by a very small minority that I don't accept in language that I'm going to contest and make the case against. Okay, so so, so you're saying there's some valid concerns out there and then there are elements that maybe are hijacking valid concerns for their own reasons, be they racist or otherwise. What are the valid concerns? Uh, So it is understandable uh, that given the housing challenges that, of course, we have at the moment, that I know we need to do better on, that issues are raised in relation to accommodation, in relation to how we have to look after and how we can look after so many large number of people quickly and how this can be done in a manner that is fair, but also generous. And that is an area that I know is becoming more and more challenging. And it's the kind of issue that has been raised with me. Okay. Um, Some people might say you've pulled off quite a coup in Europe by uh, retaining the presidency of the the Eurogroup for a second term, despite the fact that it is widely predicted you're not going to be finance minister uh, after next month. What do you say to that? Uh, That it's far too early again uh, to, to, you know, form such a conclusion in relation to the Eurogroup. The decision in relation to it is going to be taken on Monday, December the 5th. Uh, but obviously being in a position yesterday where no other candidates have come well, forward exactly. is a very positive development and I am very grateful for the broad support that I've received across Europe from an array of countries. Uh, but the uh, role of the president of the Eurogroup, it's you know far more important than who's in it, including me. It is referring to a group that has the job of trying to coordinate and lead a currency in which we now have 342 million people 
people sharing and 19 different countries in it. Yeah. And it would be a great privilege to continue to play a role in looking at how that currency can be led for the benefit of Ireland and for the benefit of Europe. Very nice for Ireland to have yourself and Minister McGrath around that table. So what we will then be in a position, if the Eurogroup agrees to this, uh, is that the national position of Ireland will continue to be fully articulated and fully communicated by the Minister for Finance for Ireland. And then what I will do is continue in my work as an independent chair of coordinate, an independent chair of the Eurogroup, pulling together all of the different strands of the national positions within mm-hmm. Europe. No, and it is impressive. And it just leads me up to, I suppose, my last uh, question to you, that such a, such a coup, as it might be described, and such influence as, as you have now gained in Europe, you must be one of the favourites to be the next leader of Fine Gael. What would you say to that? Uh, that my answer to that question is all this, always the same. Uh, we have a leader of Fine Gael and Leo Varadkar, who I believe has done a tremendous job, I believe will also be in a position uh, to uh, lead our country as Taoiseach for the second time and respond back and make a difference to all of the challenges that our country faces. Uh, all of my energy is in doing whatever job I'm fortunate enough to do and I have no ambition beyond that. Minister for Finance, Pascal Dunhu, thank you for that indeed. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.